Good morning. Our psalm today is Psalm 520 of 149, which can be found on page 525 in the Book of Common Prayer. We begin this morning on page 3 of the Book of Common Prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95, found on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. The Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Psalm 149. O sing unto the Lord a new song. Let the congregation of saints praise him. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him, and let the children of Sion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with tabret and harp. For the Lord hath pleasure in his people and helpeth the meek-hearted. Let the saints be joyful with glory. Let them rejoice in their beds. Let the praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hands. Be avenged of the nations, and rebuke the peoples. To bind their kings in chains, and their nobles with links of iron. To execute judgment upon them, as it is written, such honor have all his saints. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh chapter of the book of Genesis. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. 
You shall take with you seven, each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female, also seven of each birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. For the after seven, day, seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth, forty days and forty nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. And Noah did according to all the Lord, all that the Lord hath commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters were on the earth. So Noah, with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds, and of everything that creeps on the earth. Two by two they went into the ark, to Noah, male and female, as God has com had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth, in the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was on the earth forty days and forty nights. On the very same day Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and three wives of his sons with them entered the ark, they and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into the ark to Noah, two by two, of all flesh, in which is the breath of life. So those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Now the flood was on the earth forty days. The waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth, and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth, and all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed fifteen cubits upward, and the mountains were covered, and all flesh died that moved on the earth, birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land died. So he destroyed all living things that were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive, and the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus says, Thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 14th verse of the 7th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. When he had called all the multitude to himself, he said to, him, to them, 
Hear me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him, but the things which come out of him. Those are the things that defile a man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. So he said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods? And he said, What comes out of a man that defiles a man? For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. Here ends the second lesson. Gather the Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine in the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation.
O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee favorably to hear the prayers of thy people, that we, who are justly punished for our offenses, may be mercifully delivered by thy goodness, for the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Who is peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defendest thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Yesterday in Genesis 6, we began the account of Noah's flood, a seminal event of human history that has sparked human curiosity for thousands of years, many children's stories and songs, and even a 1958 opera by Benjamin Britten. With our St. Matthew's extended lectionary, we hear the whole account in Genesis 6 through 9 that ends Tuesday. On Monday, the flood will end, and every living creature will once again walk the earth. While on Tuesday, God will make his promises to Noah and his descendants, and, as I mentioned last week, will call on them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. In his first epistle, Peter explained that the flood is a type, is of a type, with Christian baptism. In the flood, God cleansed the sinful world but saved Noah and his family. In baptism, we are saved from our sins by being joined to Christ, who is Christ crucified for this, our sins and the sins of the whole world. However, today I'd like to focus on the New Testament, our passage from Mark 7. As in yesterday's readings, the Pharisees are front and center. From various sources, we know they were active in Judea after the return from the Babylonian exile, specifically in the last two centuries of the Second Temple period that ended in AD 70. Josephus, the first century Jewish historian, mentions them as one of the three factions in first century Judaism, along with the Sadducee and Essenes, and they appear to be the most influential. Of the four Gospels, the Pharisees are most often in Matthew and Luke, mostly in a negative life, often as foils for Jesus' teaching. Mark mentions the Pharisees the fewest of any of the Gospels, 12 times in seven distinct places. Five of them are examples of the Pharisees testing Jesus. However, there are examples in Luke and John of the Pharisees sympathetic to Jesus, and John tells about one, Nicodemus, who is present at the crucifixion. Across the, New the Bible, the best-known Pharisee, however, was Saul of Tarsus, who persecuted the Christians in the Acts of the Apostles, including supporting those who stoned the first Christian martyr, until his dramatic conversion to become the Apostle Paul. We know from Paul and other evidence that the Pharisees were generally well-read in the scriptures and had a high attention to detail. Both in the New Testament and elsewhere, they are constantly challenging others to adhere to their interpretation of Mosaic law. 
The most charitable interpretation of their behavior is as a reaction against the laxity of the obedience to God of the post-Davidic nation of Israel. That lack of faith and obedience undeniably had the northern kingdom centered in Samaria destroyed by the Assyrians, while the southern kingdom in Jerusalem was carried off to captivity in Babylon 135 years later. Today is the continuation of the first 13 verses of Mark chapter 7 that we read yesterday, and together these passages parallel a similar account in Matthew 15. Yesterday we read that Jesus criticized the Pharisees for not fo- for, for, for following their ritualistic practices. In Mark in verse 5 we heard the Pharisees and the scribe asked him, "Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands?" In response, Jesus calls them out for elevating their man-made law above that which Moses received directly from God. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold to the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things as you do. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. Here is another passage. Jesus explains to his followers, followers a parable that they fail to understand. In today's reading, first he says, There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him, but the things which come out of him, these are the things that defile a man. When his followers don't understand this, he spells it out for them. He says, What comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the hearts of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. Thus Jesus is quite clear about both being obedient to the commandments of God and particularly for the need of his people to measure everything they say and do against that standard. That is why in the 16th century Anglican reformers set out a statement of faith in the 39 Articles And in Article 6, they said, Holy Scripture containeth all things necessary to salvation, so that whatsoever is not read therein may not be proved thereby is not required of any man, that it should be believed as an article of faith or thought requisite or necessary to salvation. In other words, like Jesus, they rejected the man-made law that was added to the law of God. Together, Both today's passage and the 16th century summary direct us as to how we should live our lives as biblical Christians in the 21st century. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in the unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Carl and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Have a super Thank weekend. You, Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye.